Hmm? Ah. Oh. You know, it's easy to quit. And it's easy to quit in podcasting, right? Mm-hmm. Just stick it out another day. Yeah. Like just just do one day at a time. And if you're feeling like you should be doing it, but you're struggling with it, podcasting that is, and maybe your marriage too, if that's applicable, stick it out one more day. Podcast Junkies, episode 146. I am back. I'm your host. And my name is Harry Duran. And this is Podcast Junkies, aka Podcaster's Voice. It's just a way for me to talk to podcasters. Plain and simple. <laughs> I'm just uh, in love with podcasting. It's my business. It's my passion. It's my hobby. It's my circle of friends. And I want to share the love as far and wide as I can. And this show is one way that I can do that. I'm so happy when I get to have these conversations. They really light me up. And I hope you get as much enjoyment out of discovering the the wide world of podcasting and all the different personalities that you find in podcasting and how there's no one size fits all. And I hope you're seeing this through these interviews with these amazing folks. In case you missed last week's fun, fun, fun conversation, Colleen Mullen uh, is the host of Coaching Through Chaos and Shrink to Shrink, a fellow New Yorker transplanted to the West Coast. She lives in San Diego and I am in Los Angeles. And believe it or not, those places are not that close to each other for the folks that are on the East Coast or outside of this country. So you would think, oh, you guys should probably hang out all the time. And we don't as much as I would like to. So it's probably something I should make a concerted effort to do. I'm I'm growing more and more friends in, in the San Diego area. So that's maybe something I'll, I'll, I'll put on my calendar for this year. Uh, this week, we have the pleasure of speaking with Jim Collison. He's the host of Ask the Podcast Coach. Super podcast veteran, founder of Average Guy Network, one of those um, relationships that just are, are in passing. We know of each other through the podcast community. We've seen each other at conferences, and I just had him on the list. I said, "Man, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get him on. I don't want too much time to pass uh, before I, I, you know, I get all these amazing, amazing podcast veterans on the show." And of course, you know, as it's as we are prone to do as podcasters, um, we just can't stop talking about about it and we have a fun time and, and the hour goes by so quickly. So um, I'm glad uh, to have a the pleasure of a face-to-face conversation with Jim. And I, I know you'll enjoy this conversation with him. You can see the full show notes of everything we talked about. So we do great timestamps, a great summary and some tweetables as well. There's always gems in the conversation and that's a nice way for you to share the episode. Just go to the website, podcastjunkies.com slash 146, find a tweetable and uh, personalize it and tweet it out. Helps to spread the word. This episode is brought to you by Podbean. Always happy to have Podbean as our sponsor. Podbean.com slash podcast junkies to get set up with uh, their amazing service. $9 a month for unlimited podcast hosting. If you do set up, when you do set up, I'm a big fan of words having meaning. So forget the if. When you go set up that account with them, um, let me know, and then I'll be more than happy to jump on the phone with you for half an hour and talk about the weather, talk about your pets, talk about podcasting. <laughs> Just let me know that you signed up with them, and uh, that's my gift to you, as I'm always happy to spread the word about the good stuff that they're doing in the podcasting community, podbean.com slash podcast junkies. So 
If you're playing along at home or if you're new to this game, we have something called the retention hashtag. It's only available at the end of the episode. So you'll have to listen to the whole thing to find it and then tweet about it. And then you get an automatic superstar badge to the podcast Chunkies Chunkies World of Wonder. But for now, enjoy my conversation with Jim. So Jim Collison of Home Gadget Geeks, thank you so much for joining us on Podcast Junkies. Harry, great to be here. Thanks for having me. So for the benefit of the listener, we just decided to shut the heck up and start the show because <laughs> we don't want too much good stuff ending up on the cutting room floor or in the green room. And I think, uh, you know, we just want to play for you, the listener, or, or, or have it spelled out for you, the listener, live, how we know each other. Uh, the fact that we've never met, uh, and that we know of each other, but we just knew that this was, you know, going to happen eventually. And, I, and I'm glad it's today. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. I was thinking like, have we ever really ever met in person? I saw you podcast movement. I yeah. hang out with Dave Jackson. He talks about you all the time. The yellow t-shirts are world famous and <laughs> getting there. And getting there. so I know all, I know of all those things and, and Harry, I'm not going to lie. When you reached out to me, it caused me to go listen to your podcast. So I was like, <laughs> You know, if I'm going to do this, I should probably listen. And I've really, I've really enjoyed the last couple um, weeks of having that kind of in my podcasting repertoire. So, so thanks for inviting me. It does cause when you invite guests, oftentimes it causes them to listen to your podcast. So it's not a bad way to get listeners. That's a bet. That's a that's an awesome subscription strategy. I'd have to, so I could do it. So basically, do a daily show and just keep inviting people. <laughs> hey, John Dumas made he made bank off this. That's all yeah, he did, right? Yeah, Think exactly. about it. I mean, think about it. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I always tell everyone that listens to add your listeners to your podcast one at a time. I mean, it sounds painful, but would you rather have tens of thousands of unidentified folks that supposedly listen and after the lips and stats adjustment, you know, now it's 7,500 <laughs> that supposedly listen to your show or know the names of the, you know, the couple of hundred that you see uh, week in and week out? When I when I do the work I do with Dave Jackson on Ask the Podcast Coach, we we say all the time like the best time to be a podcaster is in those early days when you can actually talk to every single one of your listeners. Yeah, and and I tell podcasters really be careful what you wish for because the bigger the numbers get, they really add a whole different dimension to your show. Um, and I think, you know, that thousand to 5,000 range is a sweet spot for a lot of podcasters. You can still know a lot of them. You can kind of handle the feedback and the trolls aren't there. Yeah. I always notice that 5,000 trolls start popping in, right? 5,000 more, 5,000 to 10,000, the trolls start getting, it's really bad on YouTube. So for, for a lot of podcasters who are in that sweet spot of 200 to a thousand, let's say really enjoy that time because you can know most of your listeners or you can at least communicate with them. Yeah. And, and I've heard you say this on the, in the last couple of weeks on, on your podcast, but you should respond back to and have a conversation with every single podcast or every single listener yeah. that contacts you. Oh, yeah. You're never going to get that time again. So you, you really need to spend time responding to them, giving them some time, reaching out where they're at. I think it's super important. It's so crazy, Jim. I mean, recently I've, I've, made a more conscious effort of being consistent with my newsletter, both in my business um, and then in, in the podcast. So now I'm, I'm just tying them together and try to get those out every Thursday. And I can't tell you the feeling I get when someone replies to a newsletter email because, you know, you're thinking you're just spamming, spamming, spamming. But I've made a conscious effort to just write stories down that happened to me throughout the week and then make it personable when I write the newsletter 
And I, my, I titled my last one um, that went out to my, to my business folks, the feeling like a minority or, or something. When's the last time you, you felt like you were in the minority? And it's just because I went to an all-female uh, conference and I was the only guy at the VIP dinner at the end. And it was great. It was great to just be out of my comfort zone. And some lady responded like three paragraphs. I've never heard of her before. I've never engaged with her. And she just felt like, uh, you know, the impetus to, to respond to you. And then once you have that connection... I'm like replying back and forth. We're friends on Facebook now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a relationship you shouldn't ignore. I, I have a listener for the Home Gadget Geeks show that I do. I have a listener who gives me feedback every single week. And it, and it may not even be, it may be one sentence, yeah. really liked the show this week. Or, man, when you talked about Bitcoin, that was super interesting. Whatever, right? One-liners, never been more than three sentences. And I, 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 I love it. You know, it's, and I, I make sure I thank him every single time he sends me a note. Neil is his name. Neil, thanks for the feedback. I mm -hmm. appreciate it. And so that's, for me, that's even better. This one, you know, you get this one who just every week drops your line, but that, that feedback is super important. If, if you, as a podcaster, if you're not paying attention, especially early on, but, uh, but Harry, to you, I'm, I'm terrible with newsletters. Like, I start them and then I forget about them. Why, why I can't remember. I do not know. Just this week I was supposed to send one out over the weekend and I got busy Yeah. and I didn't. And I'm like, Oh, I forgot my newsletter. Right. <laughs> and so I'm terrible at those kinds of things. Um, I rarely get feedback from my newsletter. That's just in my audience. That just doesn't work yeah. very well, but I do get tweets. We have a really healthy Twitter kind of community. And I joke about this with Dave all the time on, on Ask the Podcast Coach. I have a weather tweet that goes out every morning automatically. I don't even think about it. It tweets the weather in Omaha. That's a water cooler conversation that I get from listeners. Now I have, uh, I, I bet I have six people who tweet their weather back to me at least once a week. And it starts a conversation. Oh, right? that's cool. And so it can even find that. I always tell podcasters, find that thing. You know, find your stick. Don't copy somebody else. I didn't know I was going to be the weather guy. I just like the weather, you know, and I end up being um, one of those tweets that would uh, engage, you know, some of those people that follow me. So you got to find that thing. Well, hopefully that's not trademark because that's an excellent idea. <laughs> no, take it. Totally, totally rip it off. I've had others. Um, you had Quasi on here. And I think yeah. he, he did that. I think he picked that up from me. And, um, there's just, I, I, I think it's great. W yeah. What do we do when we go to work, right? When we're around each other, weather is one of the first things that comes up. Yeah. And so let's, you know, let's kind of start that water cooler conversation. So that means on, um, on Fridays I can tweet out happy Friday exactly. and, I, and, I, and on Wednesdays I can tweet out hump day. <laughs> hey, do whatever. I always say, do whatever engages your audience, yeah. right? Get that. I, and I think Twitter is perfect for something like that. F figure out something that is routine and consistent. And if you can make it automatic, great. I always thought people would hate the automatic feature of that, but it has been the exact opposite. That has been the one tweet that gets more traction for me than anybody else. And so literally uh, during the week, I'm tweeting about the weather with six or seven people. And now I've had some regulars who yeah. do it every day. You know, they tweet it back. They tweet the weather from Australia back to me. And it's just, it's fun engagement. And it's just one of those little ways I think we can miss if we're not, if we're not careful. And I think we, we, it's like, we can't get too big for our britches where we're like, Oh, I'm not going to like watch every tweet that comes across, you know, or I'm not going to look at monitor my comments on my Facebook page, or I don't have time to like, look at my Instagram. Then like, why are you in the business of having a platform where you want to communicate to people? Do you want it to only be one way? 
you know, or are you trying to build a community, which I would imagine every podcaster does. So it surprises me, boggles my mind when I just see podcasters especially uh, just ignore their, their, their fans. People who are actually taking the time to, to even like a comment is, is still going above and beyond what 90% or 95% of people will do. Harry, don't you think it's, I mean, it is difficult sometimes if you get too, I mean, you got a full-time job, you're trying to do this podcasting thing, and then people are hammering you throughout the day. I think you've got to find ways to management, mm -hmm. you know, to manage it. Yeah. And then you, you also need to put systems in place to make it more manageable for yourself. So maybe, so for me, I have two Twitter accounts. I have both my personal account, which has about, I have about 10,000 followers there. And then I have my work account and that's about 6,000 followers. And, and when I'm at work, I'm on my work account. And when I'm at home, I'm on my home account. And a lot in, in, in people tweet me during the day on my personal account and they just have to know I'm not going to get to it. Yeah. Like it's, it, it, you'll have to wait till I get home, uh, for that, you know, for that. It's just, it's too much for me. I figured to try and switch between <laughs> those counts all the time. I kind of at work, I needed to be on that. And at, at home, I needed to be on the, the other one. So find a rhythm that works for you. Your audience will figure you out. Yeah. And they will adapt to your schedule, but, but you, you gotta be, you know, you gotta figure out what works for you, whatever works, just be consistent with it. And, you know, I say that and I'm a hypocrite cause I can't get a stink, <laughs> can't get a freaking newsletter out on time. <laughs> well, the, the, the beauty of uh, podcasters is they always have that least one piece of content. If you're doing a weekly show, like you have your episode, talk about your episode and use that, you know, that's, that's for me, the majority of what I do for my, for my newsletter for at least for the podcast. And then. I keep uh, just like I said that daily notebook, Evernote notebook, where I'm like, oh, what happened to me this week, and that c I could turn that into a story, and you know, people resonate with that as well. So, but like you said, you ha you have to have systems. I book out time on my calendar where I'm gonna. This is the this is the half hour where I'm gonna write the email to my you know podcast junkies group. I have to put it in there. I'm a big fan of time blocking um, my time lately, and just I don't like to see empty spaces in my calendar in my Google Calendar because I feel like oh I've I have license to float away and just like daydream and, and it's not true. I've got a ton of stuff I need to do. So, But I'm, you need that time too, by yeah, the way. I mean, yeah. you do need some downtime, right? Yeah. And so I, I put that in there as well, like breakfast, meditation. <laughs> it's all scheduled. Oh, you need more time than just to eat. This is what I'm finding is if I book it too tight, I actually am less effective. Yeah. And, I, and I've had three days where work has been intense. I did a 17-hour day yesterday. and. Hmm. Work has been super intense, and, and today I really struggled. And so I think there's a message there for podcasters too. When you're when you're when you're going into your craft, be at your best. Because today at work I was probably not my best, and I was making mistakes, and I couldn't mm. figure things out, and I was sending emails that weren't very good. That stuff will show through. Thank God, and Home Gadget Geeks is Thursday nights. So thank God I don't have to do a podcast tonight. Uh, I'm going to go home and and enjoy a beverage. And, uh, and maybe try and hit the hay a little bit early because it had been three days in a row mm. like that, including today, up early, back in, get some stuff done. We just had a lot of work to get done. So I think it's really important as a podcaster, be your best, like be rested, Yeah, you know, uh, because that stuff affects you. You're not a good driver when you're tired and you're not a good podcaster when you're tired. Amen. So let's talk a little bit about your podcasting journey. So what was the first podcast you remember listening to? Oh, listening to it, it goes way back. Actually, I was at a Oracle conference. I used to do a lot with Oracle and Oracle software. And I was at an Oracle conference, maybe 2003. And there's these guys lugging around this equipment, this recording equipment. And I was I, it's just kind of watching them from afar, like, what, what's going on there? 
And, uh, and I heard one of them say something about they were recording something. And I don't, I think, you know, how your memory gets affected by yeah. future things that happen in the future. I always say, I thought they heard them say podcast, yeah. but I don't think we were calling it in, in 2003, but they, they were making something, they were making a podcast. And I remember thinking, Oh, I want to do something like that. And it, it was just hard, right? 2003, oh, 2004, yeah. 2005, super hard. And I was changing jobs and in, in, in the midst of doing some other things that I just couldn't get, you know, my, 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 my arms around, but I got the opportunity in 09, a friend, I was, I was listening to podcasts early, like 2006, 2007, I was catching them, right? John C. Dvorak with Cranky mm-hmm. Geeks and Robert, Ro- Robert Heron and those guys, um, over there, they were, they were really doing a lot of work and I thought this would be great. So I started listening to him and then a buddy of mine said, uh, he said, Oh, I got this new show around home server stuff. And I was, I was really into that. I'm a really, I'm a kind of a nerd as you'll find out here as we, as we talk through this. And so April of 09 was my very first podcast. He invited me to be a guest and, uh, and it just took off from there. Nice. We share a little bit of the um, the tech background. So my previous corporate life was, I, although I used to work for financial services companies like J.P. Morgan Chase and E-Trade, it was never in finance. It was always in operations and business intelligence. So I, I've installed business objects platforms, and, <laughs> I, did, and I did business objects for a lot of years. I was a crystal reports guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I, ma- I managed a reporting team, and it was business, oh, yeah. business twenty folks in Atlanta, and it was all uh, business objects and crystal reports stuff. So I was yeah. getting, I was shuddering a bit as I was. Looking digging in on you a little bit and i was like oh no <laughs> Flash- it's a reporting guy oh my god <laughs> no no just flashbacks of my time yeah. there and i was like oh, oh right man. on yeah, right yeah. On. So, you know data yeah. data warehouses i had to learn all that stuff like i got i got to e-trade and my my boss was like do you know business objects i'm like no he's like well do you know anything about enterprise data warehouses and i'm like kind of and he's like okay you want this job i was like yeah <laughs> You're it. You get to do it. I I fell into it too. Yeah. I didn't I didn't intend to get into it in ninety nine Y two K and I came in to help with some help desk yeah. stuff and they they're like, Hey, you wanna learn how to you know, query? And I'm like, Yeah and hey, and then hey, you wanna take over the, the CRM and sure and then hey, you wanna help us build a data warehouse. And so it sounds that sounds very, yeah. very, very familiar. Yeah. And so um how long you been at your present job with Gallup? Yeah, Gallup I just celebrated ten years. And, uh, and I started here as an IT manager. Thanks. Yeah, it's been, man, it's gone fast and it's been great. I mean, I just really love what I get to do over here. But I started in, in IT, being a pure IT manager. And then they figured out I could talk. And so they're like, hey, you want to go recruit? You know? And so I started doing recruiting jobs on the road. And, and we went through a big growth spurt. So I recruited a bunch of people. And then we realized, hey, an internship program would be, like, it's hard to hire people. Uh, in Omaha, here where I'm at, Omaha, Nebraska, the unemployment rate's 2.3%. So like, it's hard to find people yeah. and technical people are even harder. So I said, Hey, let's start a college internship program. And said, okay. And then, um, as we got into it, my boss said, why don't you start a high school one? And so we have the city's, one of the city's only high school internship programs for technical, uh, you know, that we, we teach kids JavaScript development, how to write code, create websites, stuff like that. So we've been doing, we're in our fifth year of that. So that's kind of the job. That's what makes the recruiting and the internships but I also get to podcast at work, which is mm-hmm. cool. So five years ago, we started a disc, uh, really with our Strengths Finder, our Clifton Strengths product. We started thinking, hey, what if we sold these things on the web? Now, I'd said that five years ago when I got here, 10 years ago. But finally, they're like, yeah, let's sell these things on the web. And I said, what we do with Strengths Finder would be awesome around podcasting. It would be perfect for it. And so 
through a little bit of finagling and I had to convince the executives it'd be okay. And I, you know, I had to do all this stuff to get it going. We got a podcast going. And so not only did I, do I get to podcast on my own and I have, I have, I've probably done five or six different podcasts over the time just on my own, but we have four active podcasts at Gallup now that I either produce or I'm on, I'm the host. And we even do one in Spanish. So we've gone, wow. we've gone Spanish language here as well, but we've done it in Spanish. I've done it in Korean. We've done it in German. Uh, I've done it in, uh, in language in Indonesia. <laughs> I forget what it is. Indo- I'd say, Indo- I'll get, say Indonesian. Indonesian. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think that was it. So we've, we've found a lot of cool ways to turn these, you know, to turn these into podcasts. And so I'm one of the fortunate ones that get to work. So my job is to podcast. And yeah. I know a lot of podcasters just are like, man, that'd be so cool. Be careful what you wish for because yeah. <laughs> they, they hold you to the numbers. Well, there's also this this idea that the work never stops, right? <laughs> and the mind never stops moving because uh, is this a new idea for my work podcast? Is this a new idea for my business podcast? Oh, wait, it could be for both. And you just double the amount of work you have yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and what I found, Harry, was that I could, I, I could use my own podcast as the test bed mm-hmm. for what I do at work. So, you know, the risk is so much lower on my own podcast. Yeah. I, if I screw it up, nobody yeah, yeah, cares. Yeah. But at work, it's a little more, you know, you don't want to screw it up as bad. They've let me screw some stuff up, but you don't want to screw up as bad. <laughs> well, I can totally and, re- relate to that because, you know, Podcast Junkies has been going on for three and a half years. Uh, we're at 142 episodes, and it's been a complete test bed for me because as of two years ago, I started my company, Fullcast, and I was just all that stuff I learned. And I was like, I'm going to try it on Podcast Junkies. And then it would work, and I would see some social media stuff that was getting traction. I was like, okay, I've sort of, that's been the test bed. I've had it running for a couple of weeks and I know it works. Now I can put it into production, so to speak. No, right on. Yeah. No, you're like, hey, guys, I have a production team here. That's the other thing different at work. I have a yeah. team. I just came before I interviewed with you. I had just come from our Wednesday weekly production, you know, our webcast production meeting. And I had said to them, hey, let's try putting quotes inside our posts. And then let's tweet those, yeah. uh, you know, and, and I had been, I've been thinking about that for a while and, and tested it on my own side, uh, with limited success, but it would really work well for us here. So it's one of those things, you know, you, you, you try it on your own network and then you bring it to work yeah. and you're like, Oh, I know how this works already. So for folks that, um, maybe want to have an opportunity to do that in their own, in their own business or their own job. And they, they think that there's, may, there's maybe an opportunity to introduce podcasting to their bosses. Can you talk a little bit about that conversation? Because I think it's really important and it's actually going to be helpful for me too, because as I'm, I'm, I'm moving into some corporate clients and I'm wondering about the mindset, right? Um, having been in corporate, I know that the budget is there because we spend money in corporate America on the stupidest stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. but when you have those conversations about ROI or, or whatever the calculation was they were making at the point, like, do you remember what that was like? Yeah, actually, I sat down with my direct supervisor at the time and said, um, hey, if we ever it was it was in a, a one on one, you know, an annual review or some one of those kinds of we, we do a lot of that here. So it, it was during one of those conversations. But and I said to her, I said, hey, what we're doing around strengths would would really lend itself well to a podcast. And I'd already been doing it, right? So yeah. that was kind of key, and they knew I was doing it. By the way, I was very clear with my work what I was trying to do with my own podcast. And I kept it very separate. And yeah, it was tech-related, but and it was different branded, but I was it was very separate from what we did. So I said to her, so you know what I do? 
we ever get a chance to do that at work, I'd love to be the guy who, who gets to be in on that. I just made it very, very clear. And I didn't ask to do it at that point. I was just saying, if we're going to do it. And I think it's really important to lay that groundwork with your with your supervisor or your manager or with your teams around you. Kind of break in on that so, so people kind of know that you're interested in doing that. For me, the, the make or break part was we had a VP. Uh, we wouldn't call it that here, but let, for, for most purposes, uh, VP of marketing, who I really needed to convince that this was going to be okay. And it took me four hours of sitting down, showing you know, screens and this is what it's going to look like. We're going to have a chat room and here's how we're going to moderate it. And I can kick people out of the chat room because they were really concerned about mm. trolls. Yeah. You know, and people coming in and swearing and porn and porn posts and that kind of stuff. Right. Couldn't have any of that. And so I had to show them I had all that locked down. Um, so it work. And there was a make or break moment. Like when we did the first one, which is awful. Now, if I go back and look at it now, right, you're like, oh, even though I'd been podcasting for three years, the first of anything you do is terrible. It just is, right? You should do them, chuck them. Yeah. And they came in and said, that VP said, that was incredible. Like, let's do more. And so not only do you have to plan for it, not only do you have to kind of prep your teams for it, but you got to perform as well. Mm-hmm. And that first one needs to be good. I mean, you need to be concerned about its quality. I don't think it's where you can just kind of come off the off the cuff and, well, it's just kind of, you know, some podcasters, we're just going to fake this. And that's okay. But at work, I needed to have my act together. And so I laid out a kind of a script. I script everything anyways. My intros are all scripted, even though sometimes they don't sound like it. Um, I'd scripted it out just to make sure we had everything in order. So I think if you're going to think about doing this at work, you got to be maybe a little more prepared than you are for just your regular podcast. Now, if you're really prepared for your regular podcast, maybe you're all set and ready to go. But I know a lot of us aren't. You know, we kind of get in there and wing it. No, I'm a big fan of scripting things out and, you know, reading them in a way that sounds natural. But just lately, um, I've been using Evernote to just have my intro. You know, if you're new to the show, this is what it is. Uh, This is what the show's about. Uh, don't forget last week's guest. Like I have my callback and my and my open loop to the next, you know, in the outro. I'm like, don't forget next week. Listen for, and I have to list it out because early on I would do it off the cuff, and inevitably I'd miss one thing, like a either a sponsor sometimes or or just a, a credits for you know the, the 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 intro producer and just stuff like that. But I just I now like the fact that it's mapped out because I think it just gives you some structure. Yeah, I, I actually think structure gives you more freedom. Mm. I know that sounds weird, but but when you're when you have this structure built in place, you can always work around the structure. But the structure will make sure you get everything. And so, you know what? Interestingly enough, like we think about, we have this this theme in Strengthsmart called adaptability, and people thinks it, think it it's a you know you can do anything or you you can you know change to an environment very easy or whatever but in, in but I like to think of adaptability like a palm tree right it can swing all the way to the ground and not break right mm-hmm. it can move around it, it can survive a, a hurricane but it's it's that's not because the trunk is flexible it's because it's got solid roots that go down and anchor it into the ground right so I always think in podcasting like you need those solid roots of your of your structure. You need to have that in place, and you need to be faithful to it when you're doing your podcast. But that doesn't mean you can you can't swing around like crazy, like during the podcast. Yeah. But you can only do that if you've got the roots. Swinging around like crazy without roots, you're just going to fly all over the place, right? You're gonna you're gonna it's going to be ugly. So 
even though it looks like you're flying, you know, you're flying free and every, you know, flapping in the wind, you got to have that structure in place. And so I really encourage people to think through that. My home gadget geeks look super unscripted. And for a lot of, well, for a lot of the time it is, but I go through a very, and I, th- I think you do the same thing. I go through a very structured kind of format and, th- and it's very comforting to me to have that, yeah. you know? So, um, the palm trees reference is perfect because I, I can stare out and see palm trees outside my window. And then there's some there's some avenues here in Los Angeles and just like picture perfect postcard, uh, palm trees going super, super skinny, hundreds of feet in the air. And I'm just like staring at them and I'm like, how do they not fall? <laughs> it just boggles my mind. Solid roots, yeah. right? Very Solid cool. roots. By the way, and I also think, and this is like podcasters don't get this, practice is important. Okay. I have to teach myself this all the time that when I have an intro, it's only good because I've practiced it like a hundred times mm-hmm. and I don't practice it enough before that first program. If I did, they'd, those first programs would all be so, so much better. Yeah. So I, it's, it doesn't hurt to actually practice some things. Sponsor reads, I think, are super important that you just don't come off. The first time you're reading that should not be while you're recording it on the show. <laughs> you should be reading that several yeah. times. Read it to people. Yeah. Like, get some people in front of you. Read it to them and say, how does this sound? And what, what should I do over here? And what should I do there? I get, you know, I get the, uh, the fortunate job of I get to speak in front of a lot of people. And so I kind of know what the cadence should be like and what it should sound like. But the first couple times I do it, we practice on each other. And, in you know, it's just, you got to practice. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of podcasters don't think about that, but I think it's really important to get those practices in. Yeah. I think it all comes down to how seriously are you taking your show and are you in this for the long haul? Because if it's just like a hobby and you, you don't want to have, you don't want to be consistent, you don't uh, publish regularly and you're just sort of haphazardly flying through it by the seat of your pants, it's going to be reflective in, you know, the, the loyal listeners you do or don't have. Um, but you can tell when people take it seriously because it's, it's almost like a, just a well-scripted show, like a TV show or a talk show. Like you kind of, that same framework exists. And then the shows that make those long runs, you know, 10, 12, 15 years, like it was always the same framework and they just keep plugging in the different parts, but it just becomes like, um, very familiar to, to both uh, you and to your listeners. No, I totally agree. I also think it's prepared me for, for MC responsibilities, like at work. Yeah. And so I get, I'm, I'm starting to get called on more and more. Hey, can you, would you run this meeting? You know, and, and the, the way I do, I'm an interview show. Almost everything we do is interview, but I bet I've done in the nine years or whatever, eight years I've been podcasting. I bet I've done a thousand interviews, but you get pretty good at it. Oh yeah. Right. And so people say to me all the time, how do you do that? And you're like, well, I did it a thousand times. <laughs> That's how. Yeah. And you know, Michael Jordan or Larry Bird or whoever you want to say, they were good because they practiced. Yep. And um, again, like you said, I don't think you have to. If you're having a podcast that's you're just goofing around, goof around. It's okay. The other thing I noticed when I started podcasting at work is my own podcast got a little different from scrutiny. Mm-hmm. So now, because I'm I'm not representing Gallup directly, but people know. Yeah. And so I have to I had to start thinking about my own podcast. Like, okay, I'm not just me anymore. I, I am, I, because I become a face at Gallup and yeah. some of my Gallup listeners started making their way over to my tech show and it started thinking, okay, I need to be, I need to, you know, I, maybe I need to amp up my own quality in my, in my tech show. So that can happen too. careful what you wish for. You know, your, 
you're two guys in a two guys what do they say two three guys in a brain yeah. that that um, that style may not work if you start doing it at work people are like oh are you gonna do that at work yeah like so you got to kind of think about it not it's different for everybody but but that's been my experience well I definitely think it's just a, a call out to all the the pod the listeners who podcast and who think uh, this might be cool if they could do it at work. You don't want to be caught off guard and find out they started a podcast at your in your office and you weren't the one leading it, because <laughs> that would be a super bummer for you. Yeah, it's that's you know you're like, hey guys, I thought I was the, but it's you know you represent yourself that way, yeah. right? And and I can't tell you how many times in certain circles that I run in, I'll meet people and they're like, you look familiar, <laughs> you know, and I'll go like, do you, YouTube? Oh, I saw you on a, you know. Yeah. And you begin, uh, I've taken on a brand. Yeah. And so now I'm the brand. I am the face. Uh, so you have to be careful. Like I can't, it would be tough. I know on this podcast, you allow language. Yeah. It would be tough if I just started dropping F-bombs, right? It would be tough. Could I? Sure. Yeah. Hmm. As the brand representative, I mean, I'm, I'm here in our Gallup studios. They're kind enough to let me use them during the day if I want to do this kind of stuff. I'm wearing, you won't see it, but I'm wearing a Gallup shirt right yep. now. If I just started dropping F-bombs, is that how the way no. I really want to represent? I Could I? Sure. Is it, you know, are all things permissible? Ah, you have to, I think you have to be careful. It adds a new element of accountability. Totally, totally. I think uh, there's a time and place for everything. Um, talk a little bit about the network. What was the impulse for starting The Average Guy TV? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, I, 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 listen, I wish a network upon no one. But it, it, it's really, I, I'm actually in the process of, um, re, you know, getting a new one started. So this is, a, yeah. Oh my gosh. Really it's not, it's not that bad. Um, you know, I, I, cause I had one show and then I thought, um, we started home gadget geeks with the time was home tech. And then like every podcaster does, you get this crazy idea like, Oh, maybe I'll start 10 more, yeah. you know? And I did financial tech and I did fitness tech and I did, um, uh, I did enterprise tech. I didn't do very many of those, but uh, and then I thought, well, maybe I'll start this. All my podcasts were going to be based on stuff for the average guy. Because I, I have this saying, like, when it comes to technology, the average guy is screwed, right? <laughs> it was, it's too hard. Now, anymore, this was, it's gotten better. But you know, think about Windows 95 yeah. and Windows 2000. Those are really hard operating systems for people. And I knew how to fix them. And so I started blogging around that. And I just thought the average guy was screwed. So I thought... We'll do the average guy.tv. It'll be a channel for the average guy. It's, well, turns out when you start doing tech podcasts, you don't attract the average guy. You attract the above average tech guy, right? Yeah. So it's kind of a misnomer. But the idea was just to kind of consolidate what I was doing all into one place and, and have a place you could come and get, you know, one place you could come and get all the information. So it was purely a consolidation play. Um, I'd do it again, Harry, if I did it. If I, I would not go with the average guy brand. If I were okay. to do it again, I thought a lot about that. And it was like, I fought for that. Now everybody knows it, you know, the yeah. average guy TV, it rolls off, but I, I would have done, I would have stuck. I would have done something more techie if I was, my buddy got the geeks network okay. and I kind of wish I had gotten that one. That'd have been a good one. Um, I love the, I love the theme by the way. I think that's super oh, clean. Thanks. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. It's, it's a fun way. If you go out to the average guy.tv, it's a fun way to get multiple podcasts. I've had four, as many as four podcasts and you can get them all above the fold. Mm. And so you can't see the player, which is why I put a jukebox over to the right. So mm. if somebody came and they could, they could click on the jukebox that had them all, but you click on any one of those. And then of course it drops into a, it's been one of my favorite themes and, in, in um, 
I just I can't get away from it. It just it works well for me. Um, technical question here: Are you consolidating the feeds, the RSS feeds? Uh, the RSS feeds. Uh, when, uh let's see. So on the, on, all... the, on the player, is it just one? Is that one podcast? Or is oh no, the Jude Box is a consolidation. Yeah, mm. it's anytime I post any of the the. And right now, I'm down to two on the okay. site. So anytime I post. It, it consolidates it there in the jukebox, so you get them all. The, the top five most recent that I've done are there. Okay, so apologies to the listener for the, the nerding out, the nerd alert. We're about to go down. But uh, so how do, you, how do you do that in the player? Is that a, a function of the theme, or no, please don't tell me you custom-coded that? <laughs> no, definitely not. It's Blueberry's player. It's the Blueberry PowerPress okay. uh, player okay. that's in there. And then... Let me get nerdy for just a second. So I use categories in WordPress for my audio RSS feeds. Okay. I also have video RSS feeds. My listeners would not stop asking me for video RSS. I was like, are you serious? Like, watch it on YouTube. Yeah. We don't want to watch it on YouTube. And it was the response that I got back. So finally I gave in. I used Mediafire as the back end. So okay. they they host all the MP4s of the video. I do a video small, 320. So mm-hmm. it's about 200 meg. I do a video large, 960, that's about 500 meg. They're pretty big. Harry, you'd think I'd get like three. Like, you know, who downloads video podcasts anymore? Yeah. I get 100 every single week on both formats. Wow. Like, who are these people? Well, yeah, I mean, it is tech. It is the, 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 it te- is the tech, tech podcast. <laughs> so it that, is a tech. You're, if you're if right. any listenership is skewed towards figuring out the most techie way to, to consume your content is going to be that well okay. i found people on the road not wanting to connect and not wanting to burn their bandwidth but they want it and we're a talking head podcast but they want to see it yeah right and so you this is it was a big lesson to me like if they ask for it give it to them and you know even if it had been three uh i would i'd still do it yeah. i mean it, it's they asked for it and if it, if it got to zero consistently i'd probably stop but I get hundreds and it's just, it's just, it's like I, I first started hosting on Podomatic back in the day. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I try, I left Podomatic to do my, do self hosting and WordPress and some of those other things. And I thought, well, I was going to just totally turn off the feed. And then I thought, well, there's a few people out there. Right. So maybe, and I, maybe 25 stayed at 25 turned to 50 and that 50 turned to a hundred. Well, there's a lot of podcasters that would kill for a hundred every week. Right. Uh, it, so I just left it on. Yeah. I used their free version. I just left it on. You know, I post it there. It takes me 15 seconds to post it. Why not? Why not just leave it there? You got to go find your audience. And part of my audience was there. And I, so I just needed to leave it, kind of leave it on Podomatic and make it work. Very good. So tell me the story about when you first met Dave Jackson. Oh, yeah. So I've been a somehow. So I, three, four years ago, I was, you know, we have these bubbles. Like you're, you're, I'm, you're outside of my bubble. You're in it now, but yeah, you're, yeah, you've yeah. been outside of my bubble for the longest time. And that, that wasn't, that, that wasn't intentional by the way. No, 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 not <laughs> at all. But it's, it just, it, when we, when we start podcasting uh, and we work in these groups, whether we like it or not, we create these bubbles around us of who we're familiar with and who's in, who's in and who's out kind of thing. And, and Dave was out, but somehow, and I'm trying to remember how I came across I may, I may have been with Ray to start with. And then if you meet Ray, you got to meet Daniel. If you meet Daniel, you got to meet Dave. So I, I listened to these guys. Like, I got to get them on my show. So I had each one of them on my show. And so I interviewed Dave maybe three years ago on my show. Didn't think anything of it. And then so I started following him. And one day, one Saturday morning, I saw Dave is live on Spreaker. 
right? You know, Days Gone Live on Spreaker. So I start listening to him, and he's testing some of these live. And we, I've only been live. Mm-hmm. Like Google Hangouts came out on a Tuesday. We started using it Thursday. Wow. I mean, it, I, we have only we used you. We were early on UStream. I really wanted to be live. I just felt like live for me. I need live. And um, so Dave was struggling a little bit with some of the live stuff. And so I was just talking to him, and he said, "Hey, you want to jump in?" And yeah, I'll jump in and join us. So we started talking. And the next week he did the same thing. And so I pinged him, and he's like, "You want to jump in?" Yeah. So then after I think the second week, he said, "Hey, you want to keep doing this?" I was like. Yeah, why not? We literally didn't intend to start Ask the Podcast Coach. That was not like we didn't plan it. We yeah. didn't. It just happened. And I listen. Dave is just one of my best friends in the whole world. I really like hanging out with him. He is the most real oh, yeah. podcaster. I mean, if you want real advice and you want to watch a train wreck, sometimes he is so funny. <laughs> he he gets a little carried away, yeah. says a few things too early. But I just love Dave a lot. We, uh, we've been running into each other at conferences a lot more frequently now. And I joke with him because I saw him in podcast movements. And then I saw him a couple of weeks later at MapCon. And I think I'm going to see him at PodFest. And we're like, it's almost like we're working the comic, the comedy circuit now. <laughs> I know you're like at the funny bone. You're, 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 you were one weekend. He's the next. Yeah, Laugh Factory. Yeah. yeah comedy he, he's just such a real guy. Uh, one of the things I appreciate about him, there's just nothing pretentious about him. Yeah. He's just a super real guy. And what you see is what you get. And, and so it makes it a pleasure to really spend that time, you know, from a podcasting standpoint, if you can have a co-host, you got to have a co-host like that. You have, a, have to, you see eye to eye. We don't agree, by the way. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of things we don't agree on. We were two separate bubbles that kind of came together. And there's some things that this bubble says, that's the gospel. And then I was in this bubble and they say these things that are the gospel. And then you jam those together and for the first hundred shows or so, there's times when I'm like, I, I don't agree with what you're saying, Dave. Yeah. I, I challenge him on things, and he would challenge me on things. I think that makes for good podcasting. So don't be afraid to be diverse, I guess. In, yeah. in, in, but you got to get along with your co-host for sure. That's really important. So for the benefit of uh, new listeners or those not entrenched in the podcast world that Jim and I are referring to, um, Dave Jackson, host of the School of Podcasting, Ray Ortega, host of the Podcasters Roundtable, which, which is a great podcast. Fantastic show. It's yeah. with Ray, Daniel, Jay Lewis, Audacity to the Podcast, and Dave Jackson. Uh, so they're always the, the the same three, and then they always rotate in one or two other hosts. And that's a fun take on on what's happening in, in the podcasting podosphere. It's a ton of fun. It's a ton of fun. So um, has, has, there, has there been any interesting uh, stories from Ask the Podcast Coach? Because that's – and how long has that been running? I think we're at 190. Wow. We don't even count. This is one of the weird ones. We don't have episode numbers. You know, we don't say the date. <laughs> like, yeah. I think he does say the date, but I don't think we use numbers. Okay. So we always have to go back and count. So like, and, and you know, you're having fun when you, when you don't care. Yeah. Like, you know, you're like, oh, we've done 190 shows. We don't care. You know, um, it, it's been a challenge to get the callers, right? To even though if you have a phone number, mm-hmm. just because you have a phone number doesn't mean people are going to call. We've opened up the Google Hangout. Doesn't mean people are going to come in. You, I think the biggest challenge we've had, and then, you know, we've had some interesting, you know, what Dave likes to call Baba Booey moments, right? When you get somebody to just jump in. Blab was famous for that. Oh yeah, uh, the old days of Blab. Those were ton. Those were those are some great days. We we learned a lot in those days. But, I like how, I like how we can talk about the old days of Blab when, when it was like Blab didn't exist. No one knew about Blab. Blab's the hot thing. Everybody's on Blab. 
Oh, Blab's no longer around. Like the whole cycle, we like as podcasters. One year. Yeah. Was it one, one year? year is what it, yeah, it was one year from beginning to end. They, they birthed it and killed it in just about a year. Um, but we've had a couple interesting guests that have popped in that we've had to, you know, quietly send away. It's just, and that's the, when you're doing live, that's the, you know, that's the hard part of it. Yeah. Um, Dave's way more patient than I am. I would have, I would have cut. So we've had some of those moments, Harry, where it, it's like, mm, that's a little scary. Yeah. I think, uh, I'm going to try to see if I can make a, submit my podcast for review just to have you guys talk about it on the air. <laughs> Yeah, well, the review show is Eric K. Johnson and him, not me. Yeah. So, oh, okay, the, that's right. But which one? Which yours is more like a call-in show then? Yeah, it's call-in. Okay. Ask the podcast coach is yeah. calling. Yeah, Saturday mornings, nine thirty Central, ten thirty Eastern. Askthepodcastcoach.com, and then go to slash live. Um, yeah, it's call-in, but we rarely get anybody to call in. Yeah. I think it's it's so hard to get in real time people to actually do that. We we tried that here at Gallup. So when Blab came out, I tried to bring that to our podcasts here. And I, so I had a really funny thing happen. I had a guy show up with no shirt on. <laughs> and so he, he comes on the camera and he's trying to monkey. The listeners can't see, but he's trying to monkey with his camera. So like his head, is, you can only see his head. Yeah. But, you know, you can't see somebody's head without seeing their shoulders. And yeah. I could see his shoulders were bare. And then and, and so I was like, hey, dude, um, did you just get out of bed? And he was like, uh, no, just a slow start to the morning. Oh my and I was, couldn't. You knew you were coming on a professional podcast and you couldn't throw a shirt on. Wow. Like what? You know, so and you know, and in most cases that wouldn't be a big deal. But it was funny for us because it was a, you know, we're it's it's we're we're kind of a, you know, we're we're kind of a professional podcast. So no shirt. <laughs> no shirt day. Um I'm curious, and most people know of Gallup as the the people who provide polls for everyone to take. what is it that People don't know about where, you know, what the company, you know, you've been there for a while now, so I'm, I'm assuming yeah. you've seen a lot of things come and go, but where, you know, what, what are you guys known for now? It's a super good question because we're a company that helps people brand and yet sometimes people don't know, like, so how do you make money? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're an analytics and advice company. Like we use our survey tools to, to ask a lot of questions and then we turn those answers into advice, right? That's kind of what we do. Okay. So traditional consulting, but two areas we're particularly good at. One is employee engagement. So how, Harry, how much do you like working at the job that you're at? And then we have a whole suite of tools. And after we measure it, we can help you, you know, raise the engagement. We know if you're more engaged at where you work, you actually, you're more productive. That makes sense. But you're sick less and you mm -hmm. steal less, mm. right? Those are the two bottom lines, right? That affect productivity is shrinkage and sickness, and man, in our, in our country, in, in the United States, where we have a $14 trillion healthcare problem, right? It's super important that people are healthy at work. It's really expensive now when, when people get sick. So we know we've got some tools that help them raise that engagement. And then you can't talk about engagement without being able to talk about strengths and getting people working in the area where they're best. So I have this communication talent. Like I like to talk. You probably do too, right? You're okay talking. That's our podcasters. That, yeah, that makes us good at what we do. Or recruiting or sales, right? Kind of depending on how else you're wired can lead you to be better at some things than others. You know, you don't take an introvert and put them, put them in those kinds of roles. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Is, is there anything that's um, available on, on the site that, people, that, that would benefit a podcaster maybe that they could look at? Um, I, I think there's, there's probably some tools or, or stuff that they could fill out. Oh yeah, totally. No, I just strengths finder taking our strengths finder or Clifton strengths assessment by itself. It's $20. You can go online, 
take the assessment. It's going to give you these top five themes about you. And if you read the description of the themes, we, we get an average of a 7% productivity lift on people who just take us the assessment and mm. read the reports. And you have to take it seriously. Like this, you're not goofing around here. This is like, there's some real science. We've had 17 million people take this assessment, right? Wow. So it's big, it's a big deal. And so read the report. Inside the report, there'll be some descriptions about you. We have this guide called the Theme Insight Report. And it's actually a custom report built on, just for you, about 5,000 statements that we can mix together that kind of describe who you are. And there may be some clues to your talent of some things that you're really good at buried in that report. And I'd encourage people just to go through and circle some words that really, really describe them and highlight sentences that make sense and cross out things that don't, right? This isn't the gospel. This is just an idea of who you are. And then start thinking about the how you apply those to your to your podcasting. So these are the things I'm good at. If I really started focusing on them in my podcast or at work, right, they could be some clues to your talent and really kind of help you out, you know, to do things better. Like I said, for me, I'm not a thinker. I'm an influencer, right? And so I influence, I got, and so put me in roles where I can be in front of people. That's recruiting is perfect. Uh, po- webcasting, podcasting mm-hmm. is perfect for that. So imagine if you got a chance to do what you were best at every day. That's kind of what we do here at Gallup. Mm, that's awesome. Uh, so the, this tag of influencer that came about through the strengths finder, or is that something yeah. you just inherently knew about yourself? Yeah, we have four domains. All those 34 themes roll up into these four domains. And one of them is called an influencing domain. And four of my top five land in this influencing domain, right? Okay. And and so it it's that's kind of for me, I was like, oh man, I'm in a pretty good I'm gonna now I've known my themes for ten years, so I grew into that. Mm-hmm. But I could discover that today and go, Oh, well that makes sense. Okay. I need to put myself in more situations where I can influence people. Hmm. Right? And less situations, I'm not, have my executing themes, that's another one of those domains, are all pretty low. I mean, I have, a, <laughs> I have this one called Activator that helps me move things. But, but for the most part, actually getting stuff done is a super struggle. So I need a partner with people who get stuff done. Okay. Right? So oftentimes I find executors who don't like to be up front. Like they just want to do. They don't yeah. want to be, just want to do. Yeah. And I want to be. So if I partner with them, guess what? We have a pretty powerful partnership. We call that the power of two, right? That's where one plus one equals way more than two when you've partnered people in these powerful partnerships. It's amazing when you do it with intentionality, mm-hmm. not just kind of guessing, but you've got this framework around it that kind of helps. So it's fun to see people do that. I get a chance to teach that in a seminar format at colleges and universities around the country. And it's a ton of fun to see these college students start to get that like, oh, I might be good at this, right? You could do it too as a podcaster for sure. That power of two sounds like just the recipe to figure out uh, who could make for a good co-host. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I, that would be a great way, a great framework to each take Strengths Finder and know yeah. your top five, and then have some really. Dave's done this, by the way. We've talked about it uh, early on. We talked about it, and um, and and it gives you a framework, right? It doesn't define you. You define you. It doesn't define you, but it sure gives you a framework from from the way to talk about things and bring stuff out. Otherwise you're just guessing. Yeah. And, and so it's just, like I said, it's not, you know, it's just a framework to get the conversation going. How long does it take to fill out? Assessment takes about 30 minutes, okay. 177 paired questions, hmm. 20 seconds each top of mind. We don't want you overthinking this thing. 
Um, uh, but when you're done, you get this top five report. Like I said, twenty dollars, not not terribly expensive. One of the cheaper ones that's out there. Yeah. If you go to if you go to dot com, that's the that's where you would go, and you can buy that code for twenty bucks. Okay. And, or it's available in book form. If you're in a bookstore, it's the number one book on Amazon of all time. Um, oh wow. And so yeah, you can you could buy the book. Sometimes you can get it cheaper than twenty bucks if you found <laughs> it. Just make sure the code is in the back. There's yeah. a little code back. There's cheaper ways to do it. We have we have a this is totally off the the subject of podcasting, but we have a book called Strength Based Parenting. Mm. And so if you're a parent, uh, that book is actually like twenty bucks, and it comes with a code for you. And uh, a, we have a kid version okay. called student. I should call it student version <laughs> called Strengths Explorer. And so for one. For one price, you can get both codes, and okay. you can take it and have your child take it. Oh, and man, if you can start figuring out what your kids can do early, uh, oh wow, that's great! Know? Yeah, imagine how powerful that could be as a parent to to figure some of those things well, out. Well, obviously, your kids are starting podcasts, right? Um, <laughs> actually, so my kids are all introverted, which is interesting. They're they're not the public figures that I have become. They're more mm. like my wife. She's very, she's high in responsibility and belief. And so she's very, she is the, she is the roots. You know, we talked about that palm tree. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the tree. She's <laughs> the roots in our relationship. Okay. I fly all over the place without her. Um, and my kids are all like her in a lot of ways. Um, now they wouldn't do, they would not be interested in this kind of, in, you know, in this, but they're all responsible and they're great kids. They're all gone now. Um, but they, I just put my daughter, my, my last of five, I just mm-hmm. put her in college this fall. So we haven't, we have an empty house, but we had most of them take strengths finder and it was a really good tool to help parent with. Nice. So, uh, while we're on the subject of family, can you talk a little bit about the importance and especially for you, since it happens in, in, in both sides of your life and your business and personal, like how's the balance work out and what were the challenges along the way as, as both of these ventures were growing? Yeah, I spent a lot of time podcasting. I am not going to lie. And we had to have some conversations. My wife is a saint. And she at first she didn't like it as much. But as she realized of what it did for me and the value it added for me. And I, there were times I needed podcasting more than podcasts needed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some dark times in my career and some dark times in my life uh, in the last 10 years where I needed to be a podcaster. I needed to talk. I needed a significant, I need something significant to occupy me, to give me confidence, some of those kinds of things. And so she was wise enough to just kind of work with me on it and, and, and kind of embrace it and, and was super supportive of it. And that's not, not everybody's going to be that way. I, mm-hmm. I lucked out. She'll, she'll ask me in the beginning of the week, Hey, what's your podcast? What does your evening podcast schedule look like? Okay. And, Last night, so I was here in this chair that I'm in right now at midnight last night doing a webcast in India. Wow. Right? We do it in local time, and I've tried to get out of that thing dozens of times, and they keep saying, no, 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 we want you. We, you're, we want you. We need you on the podcast, which is interesting. Well, okay, if you're going to come in at midnight, that means I need to come in at 11 for pre-show, and it means I leave the need to leave the house at 1030. And, and some, some spouses would not be cool with that, you know, cool with that. I lucked out and Sarah is very cool with it. And, and so that, that, um, that works, Harry. I can't, I, there's no tick, there's no tips or techniques to do that. It just, I think it has to be there. I would hope if she would have 
been more against it, I would have honored that. I'm not sure I would have. Yeah. No, I think if <laughs> it's in your bones, I hope I would have, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, I think it's just a shout out to all the, the family members and spouses affected by, you know, the, the, the crazy world that we live in because it's not just the podcast. It's not the, you know, what happens to support the show. But, you know, for me, it's traveling. It's the conferences. It's, you know, that, that connecting with your other tribe and, you know, just kind of managing all those priorities. And, and I think, you know, kudos to everyone that can communicate in a way about what's happening, what's working, what's not. I think uh, that's probably yeah. the, the best advice I would say. I think so. We, we went through a rough patch in our marriage and I was podcasting a lot yeah. and it, actually that may have saved our marriage in a lot of ways. It kept me occupied. Okay. It, she, she was okay with it. And we're, we're on the backside of that now, which is kind of cool. The kids are all gone and we're kind of having a new, it's like a new Renaissance in our yeah. marriage, which is kind of <laughs> awesome. Um, but it, it did for me, it kept me, you know, I mentioned it kind of kept me occupied and busy and confident in some of those things. And so we, it hasn't been perfect. Yeah. And you know, it, it, that's just, it hasn't, you know, it's not like June Cleaver where she's just, you know, what can I help you with? Yeah, you, exactly. know, <laughs> you wouldn't want that anyway. All the millennials are like, who the, who the heck is June Cleaver? <laughs> we'll have to put a link to that. Leave it to Beaver. It just to Beaver. Google, leave it to Beaver. Uh, um, so thanks for taking the time to jump on. I can't believe how, how much time has gone by. And, you know, I, we just, but I, again, we're just talking stuff that we love. It just, it just seems uh, effortless sometimes. Yeah, it goes super fast. Um, I, I always get to the end of podcasts, and I'm like, man, how did that go so fast? But Harry, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Great talking podcasting with you as well. I have a, I have a couple more questions as yeah, we wrap yeah, up. Yeah. What have you changed your mind about recently? Well, I alluded to it just a second ago, um, and it's 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 my marriage, and we we really went through a, a tough spot, and. Um, you know, I just decided at some point I was just going to stick it out no matter what, Mm -hmm. like it wasn't worth it. We've been married 28 years Hmm. and, you know, coming up on 29 this February and, and, and so you, thank you, but it was, it's been hard and having, having my daughter go to school and empty nest, everybody kind of warned us of that. And, and I changed, I I thought I was really scared. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And I've changed my mind that, man, this could be the best time of my life. Embrace and it. so, yeah, no, totally. We have like, how can we travel together and what kind of things can we do? And we do spontaneous dates and, you know, you're like, this is kind of cool. So I've, that has totally changed my mind about, you know, I was kind of thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to do, you know, how am I going to do 20 more years of this? And I, I changed my mind like, God, this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited about what you know, what's ahead for us. And, uh, and so I've definitely changed my mind about, and, but now my podcasting hasn't changed. I'm still, it's not like I'm like, uh, we're still, I'm still going to podcast as much as I do and she's still okay with it. So it's kind of, it's, it's really cool that that worked out. Glad to hear that. And, uh, it sounds like it was just a, a mind shift, uh, change on your part. Yeah. And I, I can't really explain it. Uh, it may take some time for me to figure out all the things that kind of happened. She changed a little bit. I changed a little yeah. bit. Um, I, it just, I think it goes to, to, to this point, like, you know, it's easy to quit and it's easy to quit in podcasting, right? Mm-hmm. Just stick it out another day. Yeah. Like just, 
just do one day at a time. And if you're feeling like you should be doing it, but you're struggling with it, podcasting that is, and maybe your marriage too, if that's applicable, stick it out one more day. You know, give it another try. Don't make any decisions. I always tell people, don't don't make any decisions today. Just wait for tomorrow. It it, it may change. Yeah. And uh, and so I guess that's what I tell podcasters too. Embrace the change as well. Um, what is uh, the one most misunderstood thing about you? Mm. That's that is interesting. I think a lot of people think I have a very you know I'm very outgoing. I'm I'm in the, you know, I'm always kind of joking around and having fun with crowds. And I've got this big high school group that, you know, we're doing some great stuff. And I think people think that means I'm happy all the time. And just because you live in that world does not mean, I know some people who are very outgoing and podcasters, I'm talking to you who are really struggling with with depression, Mm. right? Or they're critical of themselves this can be really hard on podcasters because you got to go back and listen to yourself, right? And and I don't know about you, but Harry, I, I I will critique this entire interview that I did with you the whole way home tonight. Like I'll think, <laughs> did I say the right things? Did I do the right stuff? Was that thing funny? Should I have not talked about my marriage? You know those kinds of things. Yeah, right? of course. And um, and so I think people misunderstand. They just think I'm happy go lucky and life is great. And behind the scenes, sometimes it's just a mess. Yeah. So if you're out there, you're listening to this and you're like, man, people don't understand. I am just scared out of my mind. Yeah. Hey, it's there. And, and you know, it's okay though. I mean, there can be that. I actually think sometimes that insecurity fuels, I try to use it to fuel excellence. Mm. So how can I continue to be better? How can I let that fear yeah. turn into performance? And so it, it makes me, it makes me prepare better or it makes me more ready or more alert or whatever. Right. I think we can use those things in our favor. It's, it's interesting that you brought that up today because I'm, um, my friend Jason Gaynard has a new podcast called Community Made and he's got a, a nice talk with um, Gary Vee and everyone's heard Gary Vaynerchuk like all over. But he was really like, I think because of the crowd that he was in front of, really talking about how this idea of um, you know, depression with uh, entrepreneurs is a real thing. Um, and, you know, we put up this front about how great our life is going and, you know, you only see the positive on the social media posts. So you're like, wow, these, these guys are living this wonderful life. But I mean, I'm in the same boat as you, like after this, you know, we obviously have to be entertaining on these shows, but then when we shut this down, like we have to run a business or we have to do our day to day or, or work stress creeps in. And I think it's all real and we have to have a way to manage it. And for me, it's meditation in the morning and intentions without that, I'd I'd be a, a bigger mess. Um, and then it's just realizing that we have to be comfortable, especially as entrepreneurs with failure. Like if we're not comfortable with that and we don't know how to handle it and fail fast and fail often and get up, dust ourselves off. And if it didn't work, even if it's just, if, even if your only entrepreneurial venture is podcasting, like you tried this or you tried a solo show or you had a guest on, it was horrible. Just like move forward, like plow through those failures because I mean, that's, that's eventually what we're going to build our successes on. Yeah. And be okay with that discomfort. This is the hard part. Yeah. Like that discomfort is okay. It's not the end of the world and use it to fuel something else. Use it to motivate you to do something else. I, I think that's the key. I'm having a massive blowout at work right now. I mean, as we're speaking, I've got a, this, this critical thing going on and, and you know, it's kept me awake most yeah. of last night. Right. Um, and, and so you'll have those things, you know, as, as the, the listeners, podcasters, you'll have those things. Use them in your favor. Like yeah. don't don't let them let them get to you. 
but don't let him get to you if you yeah. want him. Well, Jim, this has been, uh, as always, uh, they're always fun and you never know where they're going to go. And um, I really enjoyed our conversation and the fact that we finally got to connect face to face. You know, we knew of each other's names and I, I just am so privileged to get to spend time with folks like you and, and thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, Harry, thanks for having me on. It is great to connect uh, with you and uh, appreciate you letting me uh, just kind of chat with you for the last hour. Appreciate it. So where's the best place for folks to track you down? Yeah, everything really centered at theaverageguy.tv at work. If you want to see what I do for work, coaching.gallup.com. Okay. Well, thanks again, and I hope you have a fantastic week. Thanks, Harry. Appreciate it. So thanks again to Jim for coming on the show. I can't say it enough how appreciative I am of the relationships that I'm building with these veterans, these newbies, these people who are passionate about it, who've been doing it for years, and just the energy that they bring to the show is is what makes it so interesting for me because it's not just me talking. You get the value of having them on the show and sharing their stories, which I hope are providing uh, inspiration for you. We are a proud member of Podcastica.com, intro and outro music composed by Cedar and Soil. That's my great, great, great friend, George Abiana, cedarsoil.com to follow his amazing music. Again, don't forget to support our sponsor. Really important as a podcaster that we give them the love they deserve for supporting all of our shows, podbean.com slash podcast junkies. Tune in next week for my conversation with Scott Mulvaney, a connection I made at MapCon. You'll hear a couple more of those conversations coming up in the next few weeks. He's the host of Live the Fuel, just a fantastic, super, <laughs> super energetic guy. Uh, we did a back-to-back where I was on his show as well, which just uh, lo- uh, released a couple of uh, weeks ago as of this recording. So great guy, great energy, and you're going to really love that conversation. Uh, the retention hashtag for this week, it's going to be Average Guy Jim in honor of his uh, Average Guy Network. And you can tag um, Jim at J Collison, J-C-O-L-L-I-S-O-N, and us at podcast j- underscore junkies. Don't forget, our newsletter is the best way to receive weekly updates, podcastjunkies.com slash eight tools. And as a bonus, you get a free PDF of the tools that I've used to launch and skyrocket podcast junkies updated for 2017 call to action number two if you've done that already and these are for the veterans and the longtime listeners although if you're a longtime listener you should have already left a review which is where i'm going with this but if not i forgive you podcastjunkies.com slash itunes and i think you know what to do there have a fantastic and amazing and inspiring week and as always Don't forget to comment. Let me know you're listening. I love engaging with you guys on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever home is from a social media perspective for you. Have an inspiring, amazing week and uh, tell somebody you love them. Never hurts. Can't hear it enough. Take care.